Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Gear Priority Podcast. I am your host, Justin, and today we are recapping a trip I just did where I fast-packed 60 kilometers over the course of 27 hours on the Rockwall Trail here in the Canadian Rockies. We're going to go over all the gear that I used, whether it worked well for me, whether it didn't work well for me, and whether I think fast-packing is something that more people should try and should be starting to hit the mainstream. So last week, I think it was last week or two weeks ago, I hiked the Rockwall Trail here in the Canadian Rockies. It's a 40-mile, 60-kilometer trip tons of elevation gain and my goal i've hiked this trail before most people do it in about four days but i wanted to try and fast pack it and to do that i wanted to move at a quicker pace than what i would normally do and uh that's that's essentially what i did so you can see here i have on the map um for those of you who who are listening um you you won't be able to see the map but basically you start at the north i start at the north end of the trail and then just walked slash ran my way to the south end of the trail and my objective for this was to keep moving as quickly as possible without burning myself out so i ran a lot of the flat sections and the down sections and then walked the the uphills basically basically um i was running for probably a third of the trip and on the last day on the second day probably close to a third it's like a quarter on the first day and then half on the on the second day because there's a lot more downhill on the second day but also a lot more uphill you can see the elevation profile here. The first day was kind of a gradual up, so a little bit, a little bit opportunity to run. And then day two started kind of at this midway point, um, and then do a little down, a little up, and then a big down, and then a big up, and then a big down again. So I was able to run out that last bit for for a good while, and and that really helped with with moving along the trail. I stayed at a midway point um, that was outside the national park. So this entire trail is in a national park, and you need to have reservations for all the campsites that are in the national park but i stayed at a midway point called wolverine pass that was outside the park and allowed me to camp there without a permit so if if and the rockwell trail it's super busy it books up like months and months in advance so i i wouldn't be able to get a permit to to do this trail without having i wouldn't be able to get a permit to do this trail basically so being able to fast pack it allowed me to actually run the trail in the middle of summer without having to get a permit otherwise i wouldn't be able to do it so that's that's one of the benefits of of fast packing is is it, it opens up opportunities like this for you and i'll talk about some of the other benefits that i think fast packing has as we kind of go through go through the gear today and, and talk about what worked for me what didn't work for me so the the people in the live stream so this is being recorded as a live stream and they voted on what category of gear we're going to talk about first and that is going to be the the big three. So I have my pack wizard gear list pulled up on the screen here. So for those of you who are watching, um, you'll be able to see it and kind of follow along. If you haven't checked out pack wizard, definitely go check it out. I'll have my, my entire pack, um, my pack list linked in the video description, as well as the show notes. It's, it's similar to lighter pack, but it has a ton of extra features. Um, for instance, I can turn my, my pack list into a checklist and this has been super useful for me um as i plan trips i would have forgotten a ton of stuff on different trips if i wasn't able to just go to us checklist and then check things off it crosses it off as i as i pack my pack that's been super useful and then if, if you're interested in my rock wall trail gear list and you want to kind of use it as a template for your own then you can copy it to your own packs and then kind of tweak it um, something that's cool with pack wizard is, is if you go to add an item it'll auto-complete. So if I start typing in XMID, it'll give me all the XMID options from our gear database. 
if I put in like Plex Solo, then Plex Solo is in my gear closet, so it'll auto-populate, um, auto-fill with that. It'll fill in all the tweets, the prices, everything like that. It's 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 been a awesome tool. Um, definitely, definitely, definitely go check it out. So we'll be following along through here as we go through all the gear. So starting off with the big three, I'll, I'll talk about maybe the pack last. So let's talk about the sleep system here. So as you can see, uh, my my pillow. I, I brought a pillow because I cannot sleep without a pillow, and I use the Trekology 2.0 pillow because it's the most lightweight pillow that I have. Um, that still allows me to be like be comfortable on on the trail. And then for a quilt, I brought a Revelation from Enlightened Equipment. It's it was a forty degree quilt, nine hundred fifty power fill down, seventeen year shell fabric, extremely lightweight. Um, this this thing, this thing is is yeah, pretty pretty crazy. Um, let's look at some stats here. We got. 394 grams that's that's very that's very lightweight um so you can see on the Atlantic equipment website here uh just standard quilt i got orange and gray because because i don't know i like i like those colors and the 950 power fill down just allows it to compress a lot more and then be lighter weight for how warm it is so that's why i went with that and the same with the seven denier shelf and for my sleeping pad this one's interesting this one will probably be um, maybe a surprise to some people, but I went with the Big Agnes Zoom UL sleeping pad, and I have some thoughts on this sleeping pad because uh, there's not a lot of information out there on it, and I've tested it out quite a bit now. Um, I've been testing it out for several months. If you if you have questions, just uh, throw them into the questions um, for the big three there. But I I brought the Zoom UL because it's a very lightweight quilt. Um, first of all, or sleeping pad, first of all, and then it's one of the more comfortable options out there as far as the lightweight ones go. The X-Lite is not very comfortable for me. The Nemo Tensor, not super comfortable for me either relative to pads like the Zoom UL that have a quilted baffling pattern. I will say though that the Zoom UL isn't as comfortable for me as pads like the Etherlite XT or the REI Helix. And I think that's because the little dimples, like the raised bump area, I guess not the dimples, the raised areas in between the dimples don't compress as much so they're not as as kind of like springy so they don't relieve as much pressure so for that reason i don't find it quite as comfortable and then it's not as warm as comparable sleeping pads i think the zoom ul i think has a r value of um let's take a look at the specs here 4.3 but in my experience it hasn't slept that warm um out in the field it slept probably closer to like a 3.2 um and i think that's because of the way the baffling the insulation works so it uses reflective insulation suspended in the middle but everywhere that there's one of those dimple there's a dimple punching through the sleeping pad there's a hole in the insulation i think a lot of cold air is coming up through that and then cooling cooling me off so i i went with a 20 i went with the regular width 20 inch wide sleeping pad with the zoom y'all just to save save on weight and do have a question here from Counterfeit the Livestream. They asked if the 40 degree rating was good for the Rockwell night temperatures. Um, yeah, it was it was fine. It it got down to um about I think it was like 10 degrees. So yeah, 50 degrees Fahrenheit. So it was it was warm enough for me. So let's let's uh let's just continue continue rolling through. Um if you have any questions about big three, drop them. So the other thing that I used was the Gossamer Gear Kumo 36 
fast pack and i was very excited for this pack uh it has a lot of features that i think are are very cool um for instance it has a lot of shoulder pocket options it has side entry side pockets has a big front pocket yeah a lot of cool features and and it worked well i wore it with the hip belt um just to add a little bit more stability as well as have hip belt pockets to to store some things in and it was very stable as i ran with it or hiked fast with it so it was it was a great pack in that sense uh, as far as carrying goes and i had i had about um what my weight was probably around like 12 i forget the exact weight oh i can look on i can look on pack wizard i can check out check out what my final final weight was here um so it looked it was about 15, 14 and a half pounds so my base weight was seven seven pounds 7.7 pounds worn weight was um like 0.75 pounds and consumables was 6.13 pounds so about yeah sorry about like 14 under just under 14 pounds for my my pack weight and it, it carried that weight well it was probably a little bit more weight than i would have liked on this trip um i would have liked to be closer to 10 12 pounds but as we'll see like i i used a lot of very lightweight um gear and I, I don't know it'd be a, it'd be really hard to get lighter with this but some features i really liked let's go through some features that i really liked about the fast pack and then some features that i didn't like first of all this zipper on the side here um was really nice as a zipper on the on the left hand shoulder pocket i was able to store my phone in there the other thing was that the pockets for water bottles on the shoulder straps were really nice as well so i used uh soft flasks from Solomon for my water containers. They're about 490 milliliters. One of the ones that I used had a filter built into it. So I was able to just scoop it and then drink directly from that. Then the second one I used didn't have a filter in it. And that's where I put my electrolyte powders and, and things like that. And I was just able to squeeze water from the filter one into the other one. And these fit really well into the Gossamer gear pack into the shoulder straps. And I still had enough room for my phone and then some other items in the right hand pocket. And on the right-hand pocket side, there's also a little kind of like stuff garbage sack on the bottom, which was really nice. That and th So that and then the carrying capacity were probably the, the things I liked the most about it. The things I didn't necessarily like about it were, first of all, the the brain. It has like, like a flap that goes over the top and that wasn't, um, yeah, wasn't super great. I'd rather have a roll top. I just find roll tops just a lot nicer and they can press down a lot a lot easier. I didn't have the coop, the, the pack filled completely. So I, if I had been able to roll it down, it would have been a lot, a lot nicer. The other thing that I didn't like about it were the side pockets. I was very excited about having side entry side pockets here, but that hole for the side pocket is just insanely small. I can barely fit my hand through it and there's no way you're getting a water bottle in and out. Why? The reason I was excited about it was for when I'm using this pack, not as fast packing, just like regular backpacking, I'd be able to store like one liter water bottles in the side pockets there. And it would have been really convenient. But instead, I, I wasn't able to store really that much in there. I was able to have my bear spray on one side and then that was, that was about it. I would have liked if they had made the side pockets taller and then had those side entries a little bit bigger so you could fit one liter um, water bottles into there. It just would have been a lot nicer and more secure for things like bear spray as well. Yeah, that, that's that's the that's the pack. I missed I missed the tent. So let's jump into the tent. I used the Z Packs Plex Solo tent. 
was going to go with the Z-Pax Hexamid, which is basically just a tarp. It's it's like the Plex Solo, but doesn't have any mesh walls or a floor. You're just sleeping straight on the ground. And that tends great if you're not expecting any crazy weather or bugs. But on this trip, I was expecting bugs. I, I just had a feeling that the bugs were going to be bad. And I was right. So it was nice to have that full enclosure. So I wasn't getting eaten alive by mosquitoes and uh, and like horse flies and stuff like that but it added a lot of, of weight to my pack if i'd gone with the hexamid pocket tarp my weight for my tent would have been cut in half down to about um just under 200 grams instead of being 14 ounces or 395 grams for the plex plex solo but i love the plex solo it's it's a really robust tent easy to set up super lightweight um so it was, was a good good compromise tent um for for this trip so let's jump over. Let's. I'll, I'll pull up the the lighter pack on the on the screen here, and so we'll we'll answer some questions. Um, anyone that's that's throwing them in. So Steve Dawson asked, "Did you sacrifice some comfort in your big three for fast packing, or just since it was one night and you could deal with that?" So on this trip, um, I did sacrifice too much comfort. Like the, the things I would have changed if I wanted to be more comfortable. I probably would have brought. A, I would have brought a 25 inch wide sleeping pad and I probably would have brought the REI Helix sleeping pad but the Zoom UL wasn't too much of a compromise I still had a, a pretty good good sleep and then the Trekology 2.0 pillow is one of my favorite pillows out there but the the Xped Mega pillow is an insanely comfortable pillow but it weighs three times as much so it, it's I sacrificed a little bit but not a ton I could have sacrificed a whole lot more for instance if if I had brought no pillow that would have been a big sack. That would have been a big sacrifice. I could have brought like an eighth-inch sleeping pad and just slept on the ground on that. That would have been a big sacrifice. I could have dealt with the bugs or and brought like a head net in order to deal with that and got with the hexamid. So I, I probably could have dropped my weight by another probably few pounds off of my base weight, but I would have been a lot more uncomfortable. And, and I really just didn't want to sacrifice that much comfort. I wanted to see if I could fast pack without sacrificing a ton of comfort and essentially just living living on the ground so another question from sean r what non-dcf tent would you have chosen if you had to so for this trip i probably would have gone with the six moon designs lunar solo it's it's my favorite single pole ultralight trekking pole tent it's similar design to the z-pax plex solo but is uh made with sill poly so it's gonna do well as far as like moisture management dealing with rain not stretching and uh and sagging and that's about it that's like there's not a ton of super ultralight non-dcf options out there right now to uh if you had water in the short pocket was it difficult to drink and the answer is is no um with with the solomon flasks that i had um pull that, those up they had just a little nozzle in there really close to my face so i could just like lean my head down bite the valve take a sip of water and it was it was really simple that was yeah, not not a problem at all. Junker Gem asked, "Was the Salmon bottles enough water?" So there's a lot of water on this trail, and uh, it was it was it was enough. Yeah, there there's a lot of water as you go up and down. So I was able to fill up quite often. I'd I'd camel up at certain spots. The bigger issue for me was just drinking enough water. So I did not drink enough water over the course of the trail, and that wasn't really a problem with water capacity. It was more just. I just wasn't doing it and I should have. Yeah, that's that's just that's just that's as simple as it is. 
<laughs> so let's let's uh jump over to 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 the next uh next category and that's that's the cook kit. Clothing clothing is gonna be a good one too. I have a lot of thoughts about the clothing. Um I'm gonna I'm gonna trigger another question for the cook kit. So throw that if you have it. But I had I had a very lightweight, very lightweight cook kit. You can't really get much lighter than that. So first of all, I used the BRS three thousand stove, the tried and true BRS three thousand, twenty five grams, insanely lightweight, um, and just works. I've I've had the same one for for years now, years and years and years, and it's still going strong. You just really really can't beat it. <laughs> so there's there's not much to say about that for the pot. I used a newish pot for me on this trip. And that's the Topes light titanium 550 milliliter pot with no handles. So with no handles because the handles, they, they weigh 12 grams. So that's quite a bit more weight than I used. And I haven't added a like electrical tape or silicone tape to my um, 550 light pot with handles. So my, the handles get really warm and then I burn myself and adding the tape would just add a lot of weight. So in order to deal with that, because this pot, this pot's light. 43 grams for the pot and then 62 grams with the lid and the pot. So that's, that's very lightweight. So in order to lift the pot off of the stove and then pour it into my freeze dried meal bags, I use the Mixa pot lifter from Sulik 46. This is a new item for me. I got the carbon fiber version and it is insane. This thing is so, so lightweight, but works so well. You're able to grab the pot by the, by the edge. And then just lift it up and pour things into it. You can't you can't use the ultralight version with like big pots like a liter pot, but with the lightweight pots like 550, 650 milliliters, it's gonna work no problem. And this thing weighs only three grams, 3.2 grams for the carbon fiber version. So at, you're saving nine grams from compared to the uh, c- compared to the arms of the the version that had the pot version that has arms on it. Which is which is decent. Every little bit adds up, right? I could I could have just cut my arm hair off, and that would have made the same amount of weight, but that would have been a little bit more annoying. <laughs> and then for my spoon, obviously I used a pink titanium spoon. Um, really really helped out on this trip. I was able to cover more miles because of it and get a lot more nutrients out of my food. So that was a really nice nice addition. And I used an ursac in order to store my food because I was in I was in grizzly bear country, and yeah, I didn't. I didn't want to be messing with grizzly bears, so I was carrying my ursac, carrying bear spray. That added quite a bit of weight to my my total base weight. I could have that would have it would have dropped by a pound or more if I didn't have to carry those two things. But I, I didn't want to mess mess around um, with with bears. So the, the ursacs tried and true. I've used in the Rockies a whole bunch, and uh, it's it's just a nice way to to get the food away from me and into a into a safe safe place. So let's let's see if anyone has any questions from the live stream. Uh, Steve Dawson, do you find most fast packers cold soak? And what would you say is the weight difference between what you did versus what you would have done? cold soaked? Great question, great question, Steve. So this was something that I considered whether I wanted to do no cook or cold soaking. So cold soaking would have probably involved bringing like a couscous mix and then soaking it in some sort of jar, and then no cook would have been just eating more bars and just generally like no cook pre-wrapped meals. 
and I, I just really wanted to have a hot dinner to be, to be honest. I think next time I did this, I would probably, um, I would probably have, I'd probably try no cook meal, probably not cold soaking. It just cold soaking is just a little bit of work for me. And, and, uh, you have, you still have to bring the jar and stuff like that. So I'd probably try no cook and that would save me how let's, let's jump over to, to the lighter, to the, the thing here. And so with my packs, um, my cook kit was, yeah, probably about a less than a pound. So I would have saved a little bit of weight going no cook, not a ton. And I wouldn't have had that, that, in that hot meal. Um, Mark asked, are you going to add links to these? So if, uh, if you go to packwizard.com and check out, or at the link, if you go to the link in the video description or the show notes and go to my, my pack wizard gear list, um, it has links to everything. If you want to check it out, um, you just click the little kind of like circle, circle icon there next to the gear and, uh, it'll take you to the, to the item. That's probably the easiest, easiest way. You could also go to packwizard.com forward slash user forward slash Justin outdoors. And it'll show you all of my gear lists that I've ever made and made public. Cause with something, something cool with, um, with pack wizard is that, uh, you can check out other people's packs. So there's a public pack thing here. There's 36 packs in there right now. You can take the trail location, um, price, base weight, sort through a lot of the, all the packs right now are, are from me. So if you, if you have some packs you'd want to share, um, I'm sure the community would be be very thankful for it but you can also just go to um if you go to my profile you can see the link justin outdoors user slash justin outdoors you can see all the packs that i've that I've made so that's that's just a, a little a little thing there um let's jump back to the live chat see if there's any other questions you guys you guys just aren't using the 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 q a form eh <laughs> So we're we're gonna talk about backcountry today. Um, six nine asked question: What do you suggest for caloric dense, calorically dense food that is ultralight? Did you add any oils? So I, I didn't add any oils or get like too crazy as far as the food that that I was that I was thinking of. Um, I I just went with things that that I know like like things that are nutty are gonna be high high in calories. And I wanted carbs as well. I didn't want to just go with like. Like fat, fat has more calories per gram than protein or, or carbs, but I didn't want to go with like a pure fat diet. I wanted the carbs. And because of that, um, I wasn't going with like a super efficient, like calorie per gram system. Um, I tried to avoid like fillers and things like that, but yeah, I, I think I did pretty good with the food that I brought generally bars, nuts, sesame seeds, um, some fruit bars for like quick, quick energy things, things like that. So let's, let's jump through electronics quickly here. We're going to, going to, going to go through, um, some, some of the items. So first of all, NU 25 headlamp, this is a pretty heavy headlamp considering everything. Um, I could have just brought like a, a flashlight it would have been a lot later, like the, um, what's, what's it called? Robivon a five flashlight. That would, that would have been great, but I was, thinking maybe if I wasn't moving fast enough, I'd have to hike at night because I started this trip at 11.30 a.m. So I only had the afternoon to get to that midpoint campsite. 
So I thought me, if I'm going to be hiking at night, I want a headlamp like the NU25. It has 400 lumens. It's very bright. And yeah, it, I, I brought more as a just in case. I was kind of packing my fears with that one. And then I also brought the InReach Mini 2 um, just in case I ran into trouble. I probably didn't need this a very busy trail, but I, again, just didn't want to be messing around. Um, I just always like having this, the security of having InReach. And then probably the most important piece of electronic electronics that I brought with me was my Garmin Enduro 2 watch. So this is my kind of everyday wear watch. It's pretty, pretty, it's a pretty solid watch. It will do anything that you want it to do basically. But what I really use it for on this trip, not necessarily navigation, because that's usually what I use it for. It has on-device maps, and I can navigate, see where trails fork and things like that. But it was for monitoring my heart rate and my pace. Because th with those two things, I was able to kind of make sure that I wasn't wearing myself out. So I'd, I'd run for um, anywhere from about like 15 to 30 minutes. I think the longest period of time I ran was for about an hour. And once my heart rate got up to about 150, that's when I'd start walking again. Either at 150 or if I hit a hill or something like that, I'd start walking. And then I'd let my heart rate come down to 120 and then I'd start running again. And so it, it, it kind of ended up being like good chunks of like 15 to 30 minutes of running, like 10 to 20 minutes of walking. And I was able to, to kind of do a, do a good, do a good mix that way. It was, uh, <laughs> It was, it was, it was a really crucial item. I think I would have probably burned myself out if it wasn't for using the, the Enduro 2 watch. So I, yeah, not a lot of electronics. I didn't bring a battery bank, even though I was filming the trip. I, I didn't need it because I was just filming on a GoPro, which I just had on my trekking pole. And that was, that was no problem. Um, brought two batteries, one for each day and it lasted the entire time. So we got some questions from the live, the live chat. Uh, K man asks, have you tried the new NU 25 with lighter strap that yes, that's the one that I used on this trip. I actually, um, I don't have it near me right now, but I added a lighter strap that's similar to the old like lightsmith mod, um, that I had on my previous NU 25. I just find it a little bit more comfortable and easy to use. So if we, if we hop over to this one, you can see that it has like two straps that go all the way around with the NU, um, 25 UL, the new one. I made it so that it connects like an inch and a half. The two straps on the one side joined together about an inch and a half from the headlamp. And then it's just one strap the rest of the way. It was, uh, it was, yeah, it, it makes it a lot more comfortable. I find Brent Fong asked, do you, did you use the calorie counter on the watch? So I did, I did track my calories. Um, I, I didn't, uh, I, I did take a look at what, <laughs> what actually, uh, how many calories I burned? I, I can pull that up right now, though. Let's uh, let's let's take a look. I'll I'll sign into to Garmin Connect. See, try I'm trying to remember which uh, day it was. Probably let's let's take a look. Okay, it's these two days. So let's take a look at two days. See what the the calories are. So day one was three thousand calories of of physical activity. So I probably ended up burning about five thousand plus total calories that day. And then day two was 3,500 calories. So a little bit more, a little bit more effort on that one. Yeah. So that's, that, that's, that's the electronics. Let's jump into some, um, some miscellaneous items. You, before we get into clothing, you guys want to know about bidets. I've been, I've been hearing some, some, uh, some bidet, bidet questions as well. So let's, uh, let's talk about bidets. I use, I use the Kulo Clean on this trip in order to, 
clean up downstairs after going number two. It's my favorite way. I just, <laughs> I, basically, I basically just put soap in one hand. So I use the Peak Outdoors powdered soap to get a little lather on one hand and then reach back and uh, clean up. And then I, I rinse my hand off and then wash my hands and then use either either air dry as I'm kind of like washing my hands and letting things uh, just kind of dry, dry off. <laughs> then that then yeah, by the time by the time I'm done washing my hands, the the backsides usually dry. Otherwise, I use a cooler cloth in order to dry it up. And then for trowel, I use the Bogler trowel. It's the lightweight trowel has serrated edges, cuts through roots really well. We have a lot of roots up here in the Canyon Rockies, so this is a great trowel. And then I used unpaste toothpaste tabs. So I was, able, I was able to bring, I only needed two, I guess, on this trip. So I was able to bring just as many as I needed and uh, yeah, and and brush my teeth, no problem. So I got, got a couple of questions. Um, got garage drawn gear up up in up in the house here. So that's that's awesome. And then we got, <laughs> got a question about the the meal that i used while i was out on the trip so i i used the um pretty much brand new ReadyWise pro meals and it was it was good i had the chicken pot pie um really tasty tasted i, I chicken pot pie is actually one of my favorite meals back home too and it, it tasted pretty much the same it, like they, they just kind of have like biscuits as for the crust but the crust was like nice and pasty and the chicken was good and the sauce was was on point I've had a couple of other other meals and they're also really good. So excited to excited to kind of round out trying out all of the ReadyWise Pro meals because so far I've been really, really impressed. Uh <laughs> first name asks, do you use the bidet for your backside and later use it to brush your teeth? No. No, I, I, I that's that's not that's not that's not how I roll. <laughs> so let's let's jump over into clothing because clothing Clothing was kind of an interesting one um, on this trip. So if you take, you can see I, I brought a lot of other miscellaneous items as well. I had like a ditty bag, toothbrush, lip chap, sunscreen, a Swedish cloth for wiping things down, earplugs, first aid kit. I, like there's a lot of other things that I brought with me. I'm just just not. I'm just kind of glazing over them because they're not super super important, and they're things that you'd bring on any trip, whether it's fast pack, a fast packing trip or not. So for clothing, I probably the most interesting one, one was the rain jacket, but we'll, we'll talk about that at the end. It only weighs like three, three ounces, which is pretty crazy. For my footwear, I used Hoka Speedgoat fives. So th these are, these are just like an all around awesome, awesome shoe. They've been my go-to shoes for, for years. I hiked the entire Great Divide Trail with the Speedgoat fours. And then with the Speedgoat 5s, I find them, there's some, there's some things with them, but um, like the little, little flip up back just kind of funnels rocks into your heel sometimes. But the grip is awesome with them and the cushion is awesome with them. Actually, no, sorry. I did not use the Speedgoat 5s. <laughs> I was planning on using the Speedgoat 5s, but I used the Tecton X from Hoka. So the Tecton X is is kind of like a speed is is kind of like a Speedgoat Five, but it's made for like more more like race performance. It's more of a performance shoe. It sells a lot of cushion, but then it has a carbon fiber plate through the bottom, 
and this is the new X2 version. I just had the regular, the regular X version, but it still has a Vibro Mega Grip sole. A lot of the great things that the Speedgoat 5 has, um, but just a little bit more geared towards running and and performance, performance activities. So that's that's why I use this one. And then for my socks, I used the Exoskins toe socks. So these these are great toe socks. They don't stink as much as in Gingies for me. They are more durable than in Gingies for me and just as comfortable. So I, I've been loving these socks. I've had one pair for, for over a year now and like thousands of kilometers and they're still still going strong. So that's been that's been pretty sweet. And then for my top layer, I use the outdoor research echo sun hoodie so this only has an spf of 15 this sun hoodie but um i that seemed to be enough for me like i didn't get a sunburn or anything like that i thought maybe i would because it was super sunny i was in the alpine it's a little bit more lightweight than than the astroman that i usually use for hiking so that that's why i went with that a little bit more breathable and i used a few different things for I, I used short, like a few other things. I had shorts from Decathlon that were just like trail running shorts were really nice. I used the Patagonia um, Al- Ultra Alpine down sweater, 150 gram down sweater, which is, which is super comfortable um, and keeps you warm. And then a merino wool hat. And then I used the Rab Phantom Anorak rain jacket. So this is just a pull on rain jacket. Only weighs nine, 89 grams for the size medium. And it's insanely lightweight. It's not going to like be the best protection in an, in an insane storm, but it'll protect you from the rain, keep you warm. And I've had it in the rain and, and, and it worked. Um, I wouldn't bring it if I knew there was rain in the forecast, but on this trip, there was no rain in the forecast. So that's, that's why I brought um, the Rab, the Rab Phantom one. So let's, let's get, let's get to some questions. Um, Steve asked if Pack Wizard is my creation. Yes, I'm, I'm partnered with, um, someone else and we're co-developing it. I'm not, they're doing the development side of things. And then, um, then I'm doing a bunch of other things that are kind of in support of the like coding. Cause I, I can't code, but I can talk about the product. I can help with the technical details around gear, um, and, and things like that. So that's, that's, we're working on it and I'm pretty happy where it is right now. It's a pretty cool product. I use it every single day. Derek asked, is merino wool still a thing kind kind of i use it for my sleep systems but that's about it um i don't i don't like it for any activities where i know i'm going to be encountering a lot of moisture like if it's raining or if i'm sweating a whole lot like if i'm hiking i don't want to be wearing merino wool necessarily but for sleep systems i really i really like it uh counterfeit asks what night clothes did you use so i just slept in my in my underwear so i used the exoskins um boxer briefs and then i slept in my my echo echo sun hoodie so i didn't bring anything different for for sleep system or sleep clothing good goodle goodle who did you train with a pack in preparation for your trip i train a lot i tra- I, I mentioned in the video that i did kind of, i do kind of three main things for training that i think helped out with a trip like this the first one being just like getting in steps, whether that's through running or walking. The second one is strength trainings, but doing things like squats, compound lifts, um, hip thrusters, step ups. The third one is training my feet, and that's going bare, wearing barefoot minimalist shoes as much as possible. Things like Lems, um, Zero Shoes. Those are those two are my favorite. So whenever I'm walking the dog or walking around town, I'll wear 
minimalist shoes and that helps strengthen my foot so that it's not going to get as fatigued when I'm out on trail. So those, those are the things that, those are the things that I do in order to train. Um, I don't necessarily like throw on a weighted vest or a pack or something and like run around. Um, but some, sometimes, sometimes I do, I, I go on a hike pretty much every single week for at least one day, sometimes two or more days. <laughs> so I'm, I'm out carrying a pack quite often. I just finished a trip where I carried a 55 pound pack. So that, that helped quite a bit with, uh, strengthening my legs. <laughs> uh, hike my own hike asked echo compared to OV altitude. Haven't tried the outdoor, outdoor vitals sun hoodie yet. So I'm not, not quite sure. So I do, I do have some thoughts on fast packing that I want to share with you guys, because one of the things that I wanted to see with this trip was like, is, is fast packing something that I want to try more often? Do I think it's feasible? Do I think it's in a place where it's accessible to more people? Cause you don't necessarily like fast packing isn't necessarily about just like running the trail all the time. I think it's more about efficiency on trail. So you're covering, you're, you're hiking at a faster rate because you're not stopping as much. You're hiking for a long, like you're hiking maybe for longer periods of time, potentially, but not necessarily. Like I said, like I was able to start my trip at 1130 AM and then finish 230 the next day. I wouldn't have done that. I wouldn't be able to do that if I wasn't fast backing. So it opens up some options in that way. So I think it's about efficiency and pace, but I think the big limiting factor right now is, is the weight of the gear. I don't think we're quite at a point yet where the gear is light enough to be really comfortable out on trail unless you're doing no cook i think that like unless unless you're unless you're doing no cook or you're a, a sucker for punishment like if, if you don't bring a sleeping pad or a pillow and and things like that and just sleep under a tarp on the ground then then you're going to be able to have a very low weight but the, the the fact of the matter is that i like to be comfortable so i was bringing gear as light as i could get while still being comfortable and i still found my pack slightly heavy i was able to move pretty quickly but I would have liked my pack to be a little bit lighter. And I think for most people out there, having a 14-pound pack for a trip like this is probably going to be a little bit too heavy once you start running and um, getting tired and, and moving through some of the more difficult terrain. So I, I'd, I'd love to, but I don't necessarily know where the weight's going to drop off. Like if, if I look at if I look at my pack wizard pack here, like my my pack my packet and and water bottles are a decent amount of weight like a lighter weight pack something in the 300 gram range would drop off quite a bit of weight and then other other than that like maybe some weight off of my sleeping pad not having to bring bear gear would actually be a big deal as well like i said that'd be a pound so if you went if you went no cook no bear bear stuff if you were down in like the desert then yeah pretty pretty feasible like i, I would say like you could you could have a really good fast packing pack that's going to be comfortable and you could try it out and it's it's going to be no no problem um up here in the mountains in the canadian rockies where we have bears it's and bugs it's a little bit of a different story so i I think it's i think it's almost there like like a few more years a few more innovations a few more pieces of lightweight gear and i think it'll be a very accessible uh, sport or like option for people who want to cover a lot of distance very quickly. And I mentioned in the video that one of the big benefits that I think with fast backing is that maybe you can only get out for a weekend, but you want to cover this trip like I did that most people do in four days. You can you can do that if you are moving at a fast packing pace, which 
you and so you wouldn't be able to. You, it opens up a lot more options for trips for you. And one of the things I wanted to see on this trip was whether I felt rushed or that I wasn't able to stop and smell the roses, things like that. But I don't feel like I missed out on the views or anything like that. Like I stopped a few times, like multiple times, like every single day to look at waterfalls or literally smell flowers or take in the views. Um, I didn't stop for long periods of time, but long enough to like garner an appreciation um, for those things. Some people, that might not be for them. They want to stop and like stare at a mountain for two hours in the middle of their day. Like that's fine. That's cool. I like, I, I enjoy that too, but I also really enjoy seeing a lot of things and, and moving quickly. Part of that, the, my, part of the thing that I like about hiking and backpacking is the physical, is the physical exertion and, and the, and the physical challenge. And with trips like this, I find I'm moving the needle for myself and it's, it's a really fun way to, to kind of push myself and, and test myself. So let's, 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 uh, jump into some questions and, uh, see, see what you guys have to say. I'm going to stop the recording for, uh, the podcast now. Um, no, we'll keep it going. We'll keep it going. Maybe, maybe some of these questions will be good for people and we can, we can have some, some more chats. <laughs> um, Steve, what is your, what is your average weekly miles non-trip to keep yourself trip ready and in trip shape? Miles, I'm not sure. Um, I, I run probably about like 20 miles plus a week and then walk, like hike or walk probably another like 10 to 15 miles. So that's a, not, not a ton, but it's, it's a decent amount. How come they don't make small stove canisters? Good question, Mark. Like ultra, like a like a fifty gram canister. I think part of it is you start getting into diminishing returns as far as like how thick the walls of the canisters need to be in order to contain the gas. So like you'd probably still ha- like you'd probably only lose the weight of the gas, not necessarily the weight of the canister. So you, you might not lose a ton of weight with that. Edwin keeps calling me Justin indoors. I don't know why, but. Maybe they'll explain it to me someday. Every single comment and now in the live stream. <laughs> How did you keep your camera gear weight down? So I just brought a GoPro that was attached to the top of my trekking pole. And I just kept it there the entire time. So it was really, really easy. <laughs> um, yeah, if you guys have any questions, drop them in the live stream. We'll just, we'll keep this rolling. Um, how long have we been going for? I, I can't, I can't see anything anywhere. 50 minutes. Oh, that, 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 that we've been going for a while, but happy to answer any questions about fast packing. I do have some thoughts as it relates to ultralight backpacking, because I think one of the big benefits of ultralight backpacking is being able to move faster and kind of enjoy your time on trail. And I think that's one of the things that fast, fast packing kind of like there's, there's other benefits to fast packing that aren't the same as ultralight. Like with fast bag, I think the benefits are being able to move quickly and see a lot and do trips that you wouldn't be able to do. Whereas with ultralight, I think you're just more comfortable on trail. And that may allow you to cover more distance and move quicker, be less injured, but it's not necessarily like the objective of ultralight, if, if you know what I mean. And I think with ultralight these days, depending on what your definition of ultralight is, I'm I'm probably going to do a video on this because I have a little bit of a rant on um, what is ultralight and whether <laughs> whether ultralight is, like, whether if you bring a pillow, if you bring a chair, are you an ultralight backpacker or are people going to poo-poo on you for, for those two things? And 
for me, I, I'm, 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 I'm thinking that ultralight is an, a constantly evolving term. The outdoor industry is sometimes pretty resistant to new things and change. And I think a lot of people think like, if you're ultralight, you have to be sleeping under a tarp on a thin mat and be uncomfortable. Whereas I think you can be ultralight, bring a chair, bring a pillow. I'm putting together a gear list right now that's ultralight with a chair and a pillow and a lot of other luxury items that comes in under that like magical like 10 pounds um, that people consider kind of the cutoff for ultralight. I, I think ultralight is more of a mindset and an approach because you could be you could be down in like Texas during a time of the year when it's like 60 degrees at night and you're gonna have a completely different re- set of gear requirements than in the Canadian Rockies in the springtime. And I think you can have an ultralight approach to both those areas, but you're going to have completely different weights. <laughs> so that's, yeah, some of my thoughts on ultralight backpacking, and I think it kind of applies a little bit to fast packing. Like I was saying, with my fast packing pack, I had to bring bear gear, whereas in other parts of the world, you may not need to, and that's going to save you over a pound, which is is going to be a lot of weight. Brent, Brent Fong asked, is fast packing going to be in regular rotation in your hiking future? I think so. I, I surprisingly, like I, I thought after doing the like before I did the trip, I thought it might not. It was gonna be kind of just like a test thing, but I, I really enjoyed it. And I think part of that was I didn't put any pressure on myself to like have to run a certain amount or like do anything like that. It was just about trying to move as efficiently as possible, whether that was through running or hiking. And I accomplished that, and I really enjoyed it. So I think I will be doing more fast backing. I have a couple trips. That I'd love to fast pack this summer, um, North Over Ridge, and then there's another one as well. So I'm gonna try and do that. This we're, summer's running out. We're we're at the beginning of August already, and the snow starts flying in the K and Rockies here at, in September. But there's yeah, I I it's I think it's gonna be. I think fast packing is gonna be something um, that's gonna be dial like part of my rotation. Um, I'm gonna try and dial my gear in a little bit more. I think the pack isn't. I, I it, it's the bat I think it's the best pack on the market for me right now, but there's some tweaks to it that I'd like to see. So for now I'll be using that pack for my fast packing trips. But I think down the road, if something that fits my needs better comes along, then I'm gonna then I'm gonna probably add, add it in there. Someone someone asked if if there's any like gear regrets or anything that that I had for this trip. Um nothing nothing really that like I regretted. I, I wish the Zoom UL was a little bit more comfortable. Um, I think I liked. I think I liked the twenty. Something I was reflecting on was: Do I like the twenty-inch Zoom UL more or less than a twenty-five-inch wide X Lite? And I think I like the twenty-inch wide Zoom UL more than the twenty-five-inch wide X Lite from a comfort standpoint. Zoom UL is not nearly as warm, but that's that's kind of beside beside the point. Um, like I said, I'd love to try no cook in the future. I loved having um meals out on this trip so that was that was awesome like i liked having a hot meal and the hot meal that i had was was delicious that ready wise pro chicken pot pie and yeah i think uh i think i'd try no cook in the future maybe 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 try my speed goats instead of the tecton x's other than that like my kid was pretty pretty dialed in i'm looking at i'm going through looking at it right now on pack wizard and yeah, looks looks solid. <laughs> so probably uh, prob probably wouldn't really change much other than the no cook. You can, you can see here um, if if you're looking online, you can see like with Packwiz you can have different tags and stuff, and you can tag the trail. 
that's just through um through the edit tags feature here so you can see you can change the durate duration season the trail there's a bunch of like pre-populated trails that you can put in custom ones if you want to and then add some tags like whether you're fast packing or hunting or rock climbing running and uh then you can make it visible or not so that shows up as a as a public pack so other people can check it out so good old who so i have the volpe fast pack and the issue that i have with it is that the shoulder pockets don't hold um, soft flasks well enough for me they, they bounce around that they kind of stick out a little bit um so it's 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 not my not not doesn't work quite as well for me from a running for running um but is a pretty good pack for like hiking quickly fast hiking yeah if there's any running involved it, it doesn't quite work for me uh any any other questions let's 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 uh Shot, are you gonna try the crotch pot next time you fast back? Ah, I need to get my hands on a on a crotch pot. I don't know if they if they even exist anymore. So, who even knows? But I'll I'll have links to my to the, to my full gear list my um through through Pack Wizard in the video description and the show notes. Um, I'll also have a link to the podcast. This is gonna be posted as a podcast over on the Gear Priority Podcast, which is my podcast I do every single week deep diving into gear has i've had some awesome guests on there so far if you like nerding out about gear definitely go check check the podcast out so both those links will be in the, the description if, and if you want links to any of this gear then that will also be through um the pack wizard um pack wizard list as well you can click click the the little kind of oval thing on the side and it'll take you to take you to wherever wherever you need to go in order to check out that piece of gear for yourself Thanks everyone for stopping by the the live stream. Really appreciate it, everybody. And uh, we'll talk to you talk to you on the next one.